The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Roundtable Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged, a DEI thought leader, a LinkedIn top voice, and I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available on Amazon to pre-order right now. And if you are new to the show, Mita and I started Roundtable Talk as a place to spill the tea. And uh, we spilled the tea on all of the hard truths that women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. So what do we do at our table? We unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we provide you with tips you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are. So Mita, uh, what are we talking about today? Oh my God, Dee, I can't stop thinking about this since you told me about it. And we have been waiting for you all to do it live <laughs> so you could hear. Dee, what do you do when you get someone else's offer letter? What yes. do you do? I can't. I am freaking out about this. So I'm glad yeah. we finally hit record. I am freaking yes. out. Okay, we're going to get yes, into I this. He has a story that is jaw-dropping, and we're going to talk about it, and then we're going to dissect it and leave you tips at the yeah. end. Oh, my God, D, go, go, go. <gasps> so senior executive um, going for an opportunity, kind of a big deal, big, big deal, um, and gets down to negotiating the deal. Okay. And... Um, in the negotiation, she is told her number is too high. The number is okay. too high. So this is a negotiation. Okay. Um, Flag one. So right yep. there, back and forth in terms of the salary and the entire compensation okay. package. Mm -hmm. um, she, I think uh, she probably used the formula, and some of you may or may not be aware, but it's where you go first, where you pitch your number first. Mm -hmm. You don't wait for the company to offer. Sure. Um, and so she negotiated um, her number and made some adjustments. Um, not sure if it was smart, but I think because uh, wanted the opportunity. And so uh, when they get to the formal agreement, she gets an email. In fact, no, her assistant reaches out. She got an email and the email is with somebody else's offer. And the number, the entire compensation package is there. Yes. And yes. And it, it's, and it's number, different it's higher. as in it's, it's higher yep. or lower. It's let's, different. Let's get the facts. Yes. Her, the package that she got that did not belong to her, it was higher. Yep. It was higher. So she. So let me be um, clear. Mita Malik yeah. is negotiating. And instead yep. of Mita Malik getting an offer letter that says Mita Malik, it says DC Marshall with all of go. the good, all of the details. All Let's the be good. clear for all listeners. And DC Marshall's package letter after I have been negotiating back and forth now is higher for a comparable is higher. job. 
Yeah, I know. I, I you, it's I'm just holding so, myself. Oh my you all can't see me right now, but I'm leaned against the desk, like holding yeah. myself. Yeah. What did she do? I think there was a pause for a couple days, for a day or two, and then sent an email directly to the sender. Do you have a few minutes to talk? So didn't reply to that email because there was actually a few other people on the email. Got it. Uh, or sent an email to the sender only and said, do you have a few minutes to talk? And then they, uh, she told the sender, hey, this is this doesn't belong to me. And I don't think I, it was intended for me to see this. And so sender, so if we're still talking about it's you, you got my my package. Yes. It was really intended. So you're having the conversation now with the person who sent you the offer letter who is actually going to be your boss. It wasn't oh, HR. Oh. The boss was not the boss wasn't supposed to send it directly, but because there was already conversation, rep. So human resources doesn't know that there's been a breach. And so you call and you, yeah. So you call directly to say, hey. Can you believe? Have you ever? I'm holding myself against the table. You know what? Tip number one, cooling off period. Because cooling I'm off. I'm flipping a table for our friend as I'm hearing the story. Well, she did pause. So she paused. Tip number days. one yep. is the pause. Don't pause. respond in the moment of anger, frustration, yeah. high emotions. Yeah. Wait, pause. And you know yeah. what's paused? What the good thing about the pause is? It makes yeah. the other party nervous. Use that to your advantage. Makes them nervous because they're like, was it sent? Can I unsend it? Did they open it? Let them, you know what? It was their mistake. Let them do what they need to do on their end. And you just cool off until you figure out your next move. Okay. So now I've got to hit fast forward a bit. What happened? Did she have the conversation with the boss? Understanding why? Um, I think the boss apologized and just said, you know, she would escalate it and let the state cult, the, I guess the powers who be know that there was a breach because now the other person's salary and package no. was exposed. Yep. Do you get it now? So she I had, do get yeah, it now, but I'm wondering what yeah. this means for this woman who had been negotiating her worth and actually is yeah. to your point said, if I didn't make concessions for the role, does the boss yeah. now say, Oh, I've got to fix Mita's pay before she comes in. Cause she saw D's pay and it wasn't yeah. equitable. Yeah, I don't know. I think they talked her around it. They talked her around it. And um, the ending, I don't remember all the details except there was other players who came in. Oh, no, I know what it was. They try to, I think, gloss over it. Um, but then she reached out again to say, hey, you know, need mm-hmm. to have a conversation. Um and I don't know. I, I feel like there was talking around it and and sort of, I think, making sense of some other um, parts of the package, like the compensation package, the role, the tenure. So trying to justify, basically justify, you know, why the, the difference. So, yeah, I don't know that it ended well, um, except that mean, meaning. And let me take that back. I don't know that it ended well in that there was an immediate, you know what, we're going to adjust your salary. I think it Mm -hmm. was lots of conversations. She had to negotiate. I think there was some justification on the company's part in terms of differences, uh, whether it was experience. And I I think it was an experience, but all of those kinds of things that get brought up in the negotiation. And then I remember there was leaning on the compensation package. There was some other perks or something that was there. And so that was part of, I think, 
how they were able to talk her um, around it. So I'm like, we have to talk about this here because we just have to talk about, have you ever, here's the question. Have you ever given your number and then you get the call back? Hey, we really want you on the team, but your numbers are, your number is high. Your number is high. It's, it's higher than all of our other, like, let's say managing partners. We don't typically do it this way. See, cause they typically make the offer. But so this is the ask. part, this is the part where I get skeptical. Lies detected. I don't know. Truth yep. or fiction. I don't know because I have been in one situation where I was told by a recruiter early on in my career, we were hired in classes, right? Everybody's coming out mm-hmm. of grad school. Everyone's making the yep. same. And the yep. recruiter basically gaslit, like yelled at me and then dismissed me, minimized me. It was like, I can't believe you're asking for more. This is the package and it's more than fair. And so then I felt honestly a bit bullied in that conversation. And I was early yeah. in my career and I was like, I'll take it. I'll take the package. I got to chill. And then I start, and I've shared this on this podcast before I start a few months later, a white man who becomes friends with me. We're still in touch to this day. He has the same experience I think I actually had maybe one or two years more of marketing experience of him and he was making more than me. And so this is what bothers me. It's like you're, I was taught to trust the system. I was D I was taught to trust the system. Yeah. Don't ask for more. You work, you shall receive, you shall be paid fairly and equitably. And these stories make me anxious and have me questioning that. Yeah, I know. And the fact that, it's just sad. It really is that there's a lack of trust and breach in not just the world that we live in, but uh, on business, right? And uh, we talked about this on another podcast in terms of loyalty with regard to employers. I think that there's loyalty and trust is a thing, um, or is it not, uh, right? Just that you can't, you you still can't trust the process, to be honest. And to right, be, you can't, because you know what? Care. There could be, it could be that all the managing directors at set firm make the same amount. Yeah. And then the bonus is different. Clients they bring in is different, but yeah, I guess I have been burned too many times to actually believe that to be true. And that's not fair because it could be true, but because I've been lied to before, I don't trust it when someone tells me. And clearly in this case, the woman who trusted it or whatever trusted the negotiation then sees it's not the case because I just received somebody else's offer letter. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if I said it or implied it, but of course the woman, um, you, the woman, the role that you're playing, it was you, let's just say if you got the offer, of course, uh, cause a black woman and then the other, um, not sure because I think she didn't know, of course the person, um, but could probably person, make yeah. some assumptions about, you know, yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah, then yeah. you got the name. You can Google them. Oh, it's bad. It's right. bad, D. You could just I don't know if she did all LinkedIn. that. But she, you know, I, she probably did. She probably did. You know, I didn't get that far into, into it. Like, okay, now we now basically, yeah. Yeah, but, but you're, you're probably right. But, the, but let's, let's talk to people leaders and let's talk to allies. Like this is, these are, this Absolutely. is a reputational risk and there's a liability, discrimination. Like this is still an issue. Um, even though it takes a while to prove and it takes a lot of effort and time and money. Um, can but can this I just is say still... this? This is what came up to me, came up for me. If 
You don't have to be the recruiter or the hiring manager to intervene. You don't have to be the recruiter or hiring manager to intervene. If you were on the interview panel and Mita Malik has been made the offer, it is DC Marshall's job as one of the interview panelists. And we know for these high level jobs, there are a lot of interviews. And even if you're going for an entry level, there's still four or five or six, or if you're just starting your career, ask the question. Yeah. Can we ensure, can we make sure Amita's offer is fair and equitable to her peer set? Who is asking yep. that question? Who is asking that question? That's it. Someone That's needs it. to be asking the question. Leadership needs to be asking that question. If you are part That's of the it. interview process, it is your job to make sure you ask that question if Mita is being extended the offer. I wish more people would do that. They feel like it's someone else's job. It's all of our jobs. I'm sorry. It's all of our jobs. If you are in leadership, yeah. it is a privilege to coach and lead other people's careers. It is a privilege. And so you have to step yeah. in, in these moments that matter. I think you're right. I think, I think that's the take. I think not, not only is that the takeaway and you're right. I, that needs to be the rule. The rule right Ooh, now I love that. is that leaders now take ownership of we're now into the diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, take ownership. And how do you take ownership? Uh, doesn't matter what the policy is, is ask the question for every, for every offer, for every interview, to your point, every interview panel, promotion, everything. Is this person being compensated? Is their package, is their offer fair and equitable? Is it, is it the same as the last three? Right. And so that's the question that every leader needs to ask right now, every leader. And you know why this is actually, you know why this is timely because of affirmative action. Oh, D, I'm holding my breath. I I, I don't know. I know. Leave it. I know. Friends for the conversation. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing. New currencies come and go. Decades of savings lost in days. All showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we're changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. So come figure it out with me on the Hello Monday podcast. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or NYU professor Scott Galloway on choosing a career. I think the worst advice you can give a kid is follow your passion. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday with me, Jesse Hempel, on the LinkedIn Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You know what? We're going to have to save it. It's too heavy to talk about so soon. It is. I um, actually thought it about is. it. I, I'm still processing. I know. Um, and it's been, I know Ooh. for many of us, a tough few weeks. We'll save it until we can process and deal with our, actually, you know, what's a very real thing. Deal with our own emotions. And let's put that yes. in the parking lot about how it is that we now can take better care of ourselves. I'm talking to every executive every professional, every woman tuned in, and even people leaders. Like, you know, I'm not going to respond and I don't feel like I, I can engage with this con- this conversation right now because I need to process. And so, we so we're going to do that. We're going to put it on pause and we will yes. come back when we can deal with it and process ourselves and then come back and talk about rollbacks and what that means in organizations and how do women of color thrive now? That's what we're going to call. And you know what? And if you're listening, go over to LinkedIn and DM Mita myself. We're going to talk about this. We just can't do it right now because we're talking about, you know, how do you deal with this thing of, you know, where there's still disparities in terms of uh, compensation package and such. And where I left off was leaders, you take responsibility doesn't matter what the policies are. doesn't matter what the law says. You take responsibility for people. Take responsibility like it's your child. Take responsibility like it's your sister. You Take responsibility like it's your daughter, yes. your niece. Yes. That's all you have to think about is your baseline is, I don't care what the policy, the company policy says, act as if the person being interviewed and offered a job is your sister, your daughter, your niece, your mm-hmm. nephew, your cousin, your cousin who looks up to you, your nephew, your niece who looks up to you. Act as if and ask every interview and every promotion and everything. Is this fair and equitable? Does it match the last three? Does it match the last three? Does it match the last three? I love ask it. The question. Ask the question. D, what do you think about everything that's happening from a U.S. perspective on the pay transparency laws that keep like rolling out state by state. Because that's really interesting too. Now, this conversation we're having is particularly about an executive. And most of those roles we know are not posted on LinkedIn. They're going through an executive search firm. They're not on deed.com. But it's really interesting to think about and how employers are thinking about it, how leaders are thinking about it, how employees and candidates are thinking about it. Because now... It's all there for us to see. Yeah. And if the range yeah. is 50K to 120K and I meet a Malik and making 55K, you better believe I want to know why am I not on the higher range of that? Why am I not in the higher right. range of that? You know, it's really interesting. I have a former boss. You know, I have a few. Let me just be clear. I have some bosses who weren't great and I have many a boss who was amazing. I have a lot of great bosses. I also have some bosses who were not that great. And I had this one boss who always was like, he was so afraid that people were sharing their salary. We can't start unionizing. This can't be a union. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it was just so fascinating to me that his number one fear was that people on the team would share their salaries. And my question was, what are you so afraid of? Because if people are being paid fairly and equitably, there's no fear. What's the fear? Right. It's interesting. Right. What's the fear of, of sharing the salary? What are you afraid of is my question. Because if you're being paid fairly and equitably for the job versus your experience, there really should be no fear. If D's making 30, $40,000 more than me, but she's been there longer or she's had great external experience and has been in the workforce five years longer. Okay. 
cool. Yep. And you know what? It's just baffling that that existed for so long, like that fear and that. Oh, it still exists. It still exists. Like the spirit of everything is secret, which is why if you think about even relationship to money for a lot of people, even today, and the things that we hold in private and in secret is things around money. But where did that come from? It probably came from the workplace never wanting to open up the book and to see who's being paid. And so this is where, you know, as a black woman, it's because it was not fair and it was, and Mm, just a bit of insight for for folks who are listening, why then is this become a big deal, um, right? About pay and compensation because for black people, I'm speak for myself as a black person and where the soft spot is and where the trigger is, because when Black people are, are paid less, mm-hmm. it's almost like less to nothing. Guess what that does and says to us? It's too close to free labor. Mm-hmm. And free labor is part of our narrative because our ancestors were enslaved and right as part of the transatlantic slave trade brought to this country as free labor. Mm-hmm. So that's why this, this, so, so, so it makes sense, even though it's not right, that way back when pay and compensation was a private secret thing, because when um, you could no longer enslave people who look mm-hmm. like me for free, you're not, you're definitely not going to pay them what we pay the majority population. Now I know people listening, you get super sensitive about this, but it's important to know historical context, just to have historical context. It's not saying anything other than no pay, compensation, transparency. In fact, it helps us all do better, be better. Hashtag right now on LinkedIn. It just helps all of us do better. Um, Mm -hmm. Allies who are listening, Mm -hmm. people, leaders, it, it helps. I, I hope that this is an education and awareness moment, right? Where you can listen in the private, private comfort and privacy of your own home, your car, and you are now understanding why is pay and compensation and transparency or lack thereof such an issue. Um, and it's not just for Black people, but I'm talking about Black people right now. It is an issue for people of color, historically underrepresented, Black, mm-hmm. Indigenous, people of color, even for women, for women, I'm just talking about black people right now. And we have a very specific nuance and trigger because we were free labor. So um, does that, I, I, I know you already know this Mita. So, but no, I, I think the historical context is so important and so valuable for allies listening in when you're wondering, Oh, why is DC Marshall so triggered by this topic? Like, you know, sort of the flippant comment, like, Oh, like what's the big deal? We all are underpaid. No one's paying anyone fairly and equitably in this market. That happens yep. everywhere. That happened to me at my yep. last job. You know, sort of those passing comments, which yep. sometimes intentionally are hurtful. Sometimes they're unintentional. But I think if you understand the context and someone's lived experience, it helps us show up, do better, be better. And you're gaining empathy for an experience that's not your own. And that's important. And so... It's so fascinating, though. I want to wrap before we get to tips on this. It's the our cultural relationship with money, 
right? Our cultural relationship with money and then how that shows up into the workplace, right? I was just lecturing my kids the other day. We don't talk about where we live or what we drive or how much we make. Like we don't, those are so impolite. I sounded like my parents. I was like, don't. Wait, you said your kids talked about it or as kids? No, I was, I was telling my kids about this. I was lecturing them, right? Because when we grew up, we didn't talk about like mm-hmm. you never asked anyone how much they made. You never talked about it. You never right. talked about where you live, what you drive, or right. you go on vacation. It's right. considered impolite. Right. It's considered rude. It's considered bragging. You don't, well, we are happy and grateful for all of what we have. We are blessed. We continue to work hard for it, but we don't talk about money. So that to me is really interesting because in our home, if we're not taught to talk about money, how do we then talk about it in our workplaces? right? I keep trying to unpack this. How do we talk about it in our workplaces from a cultural perspective? We've talked about this as a proud daughter of Indian immigrant parents. I was taught to be humble. Humility was important. I always say, stay humble, hustle hard. But if you're humble about money and you don't want to talk about money, how am I supposed to talk about it in the workplace? How am I supposed to talk oh about God. the workplace? I still work. We just that. unlocked the box. You just unlock, you just unlock the box. Like we could have a whole nother show on this because you know, what came up for me, hide the money because culturally I heard you say it's impolite to talk about the money, right? Yeah. And anything that represents wealth on your side, like from a South Asian, from your view, from as a black woman, the reason is uh, we would not talk about all of those things. It's not necessarily that it's impolite, but more private and guarded of of being um, of it being taken because remember um, yes. we we did not have right we being a culture we 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 had to give our earnings and our labor right that's cultural, cultural it's really interesting right? something else that just came up for me is this idea of being understated staying invisible under the radar because for many immigrants they came and they were in survival mode. They didn't have anyone, as I talked about in an earlier episode. My parents didn't have community here. All of their family was back home in India. And so if something were to happen, they didn't have others to lean on. If something were to happen to them, what would happen to my brother and I? So this idea of being under the radar so you weren't a target. Wow. My dad used to always say, work hard, keep your head down stay out of trouble and you'll be recognized. The stay out of trouble piece I always thought was really interesting. Um, Trouble for who? But it's also this idea of being targeted, right? Being targeted for the things you have. Oof. All right, we gotta gotta wrap this up. We gotta bring this home. D, this was an amazing conversation. We have to come back to it, especially the piece around money and culture. But for now, as always, we're out of time because we could be talking for hours and we do. And so now, D, we're going to wrap up and go to the tips. I'm going to hand it over to you, friend, for one and two. All right. Tip number one, what do you do if you receive somebody else's offer? Number one, cool off. You need a cooling off period. So whether it's 24 hours, 48 hours, this would not be the time to react or respond immediately. Tip number two, um, you want to have direct conversations, verbal conversations, no email exchange, but be direct. Pick up the phone. All right. And tip number three, what do you say, Mita? 
D, this is for all of our allies listening. Step in, step up. It is not the job of the recruiter or the hiring manager or other leaders. It is your job. Take responsibility. Ask the question. Is Mita being paid fairly and equitably? Is that a fair and equitable offer? Ask the question. Don't wait for someone else to do the right thing. It's all of our jobs to do the right thing in our workplaces. And with that, we are wrapping up today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed the conversation, please share it with someone who needs to hear it today. Please subscribe, review. We will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.